if you had a really big bottle, what would That's you fill it with? <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are. Uh, on this week's episode, we have a pretty sweet whiskey. We have a pretty sweet time, but as Cole and I have talked about previously this episode, uh, just, just today, it might have a little bit of sour notes, so it might be a little bittersweet episode today. We will see. Either way, we're down to have a good time. If you want to support the podcast, hit us up on patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's a great way to support us. Another great way to support us is to just rate and review us on whatever venue you get your podcast from. Uh, more importantly, other than helping us out, connect with us. We'd love to meet you, talk to you, see how you're doing. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, just search us on us, chill filtered. I don't know. There's, there's no fun tag name there. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Just chill filtered podcast. <laughs> there's some of the biz. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I felt like I really rifled through that. I was like, let's get that out of the room here. Business. But Cole, how you doing, man? I am. Good. I, you know, it's funny. In the past oh, few that's, weeks, that's I like a guilty conscience right there. Did you know the bottle? Wait, what's that? Did you, beat, did you beat somebody down studying with a bottle? Not yet. Although I did hurt someone's feelings real bad, and I'm not even going to go oh, into it. Uh, and I had to like go back and apologize. And I was oh, a jerk. Man. Um, Classic study, Cole. Yeah, exactly. Classic study, oh, Cole. Ready to man, hurt you people. You just say inside that and now. That man. Oh man. Nothing worse than hurting someone's feelings and then realizing like oh that's my yeah. fault i'm so bad 100 uh, percent my fault too yeah and uh, it was like i was uh, i hate study season like so much <laughs> just like yeah um otherwise though it's been pretty good i i forgot to mention the last two episodes that we've made it officially public that heather and i are actually moving from arizona yeah. to virginia mm -hmm. uh so that's on top of the stress for exams, it's like stress for moving. Mm -hmm. We're listing our house literally a week from today. Okay. Um, and and we're you know we're planning on moving out in mid November. Uh, so we will you know of course everything will continue as as some of you don't know that Robbie and I record in separate rooms, separate states, separate parts of the country. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, and that's you per se separate rooms because it's like. Yeah, we're we're at we odds together, but we squabble. Yeah, and yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, no, whenever we're together, we record in the same room. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm moving. Um, I'm excited in a way. I mean, mm -hmm. the best part of it is, is I get to keep the job that I love and keep going on like that, and just um, keep on you know keep move back. I, I I've enjoyed Phoenix a lot. There's been some great things about Phoenix, uh, but. I also miss like deciduous trees and greenery <laughs> and, and yards that you don't have to water because the rain will water them okay. and um, stuff like that. I, I miss, I miss a lot from the East coast and my wife, especially she misses her family and with yeah. a little Nina that we have, it'd be nice to be closer to grandparents. Nina means girl. Yes. Uh, the Nina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is La Nina. What is that? What movie is it from where they're like, which roughly translates to the Nina? 
I don't know. But I was nah, thinking I about Chris Farley's El Nino. <laughs> for those of you who don't habla espanol, it's Spanish okay. for the Nino. Oh, then that's what it is, probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm sipping some uh, actually shout out to Sean Ciaro. I'm sipping some Appleton Estates 21 year rum. I've been getting into that. Oh man. Yeah. This is this is one of the best rums I've ever had, if not the best. Oh no, it's so, the best rum I've ever I ever yeah. had. I think he got this in actually when he was in Jamaica and he like went to the Appleton distillery. Can I hope the, our listeners oh, can't hear Beck. Do you, do you hear Beck? Beck yeah. Oh yeah, she's oh, crying a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. Speaking of Jason Ciaro. Hmm. Oh man. So he was saying rub rub the Stellum whiskey on your palms, right? Who was this? Uh, wasn't it J- Jason Ciaro? Uh, the uh, the Oh Sean. Who, okay. Who was Stellum? wait Stellum? Oh, who was that? Was that was that John Hughes? Or no? Um, Miles Ferguson? No. Who? No, I think it was. Hold on, let me go look. It smells like chocolate, right? Yeah, who did say that? Anyway. I forget. But um, yeah, we had a great time. We officially have, you know, they were recording. What's that? It's fish and sips, right? No. Yeah. So that's Sean Ciaro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. And it was totally. it, was, it was the Stellum. You rubbing on Jason. Your did you say Jason? I might have messed. Up. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. I'm sorry. We got some great Patreon supporters. We do, and I am horrible with names i remember (laughs) pictures people because you're all so good looking but yeah so beautiful people so i rubbed it and i get mint i get mint like maybe from stellum yes okay you killed him um but that being said it reminds me of oh man extra has a line of chocolate mint chewing gum and it reminds Mm -hmm. me of that so there's a little chocolateness there so that's good to know if you ever just, there's actually a lot that goes behind like rubbing whiskey between your hands. Like I went to Buffalo Trace Distillery and did the tour mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wow, it smells like yeast. Now it smells like actual like corn and now it smells like bread and now it smells like uh, yeast like, cornbread. Yeah, yeasted cornbread. It mm-hmm. all comes together in the end. <laughs> now it smells like Bush's beans. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a Bush's baked beans moment. It is. Oh, I love and, it. And the beans in here in the office. Every time <laughs> you got to have it. It's and worth- and we're we're gonna figure out uh, putting these videos on. I mean, like part of me is like, why don't we just make these videos like on YouTube? But we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna figure yeah, out what we need to do. That's a post move. Yeah, that is a post move type Tom. thing. Yeah. yeah so I will uh, say though, uh-huh. speaking of videos, like the uh drink along yeah oh that was fun. that was fun mm-hmm. thanks for everyone who joined us yeah shout out no to uh Sorry. miles and uh and uh, you, uh marco and yeah we're gonna forget there. someone so yeah stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's a good time thanks for joining us and mm-hmm. you know like if you want to join us on a drink along join us if you're yeah. a patreon member that's yeah weird. we'll do one on october two months Join mm-hmm. us for sure. If you're not a Patreon member, just join us. Yeah, join the conversation. It was, it was fun. I had a good time. It was fun. Seriously. Talking together, so. Yeah. Anyway, Cole, how are you doing? Finish up how you're doing. Come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. You know, um, I just been studying a lot. 
that's been a lot like i studied like i i guess like it's not a lot to say today i studied like two and a half hours and um and i'm feeling good but there's also this fear you know it's it's just the battle of anxiety with a test coming up and you know we've been here before and our listeners know that so (laughs) yeah yeah, what about you? I know it's been a little hard for you lately. It's been rough, and I hate to be Dudlow Downer, little Debbie Downer, Dudlow Downer over here. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I even texted you today. I was like, man, I don't know. My my heart and my thoughts are just in a rough place right now. Yeah. So, uh, and we're okay with know, that on this podcast. You know, you know be, I'm just going to, I'm not going to pull punches. And Cole was even like, you know, what? I think people appreciate connecting and just yeah. getting with it. So People anyway, feel like they're been, in the room with us. We don't want to yeah. fake that. Yeah, you know, sometimes you get together, your buddies have a couple of whiskeys. You just got to kind of be like, hey, man, like, yeah. here it is. Here's here's here. Here's how I'm doing. So it's been rough. Um, two weeks ago, uh, a kid that I've known since he was eight uh, passed away from COVID. Um, and I, I'm not going to say any names because I don't know. How old was he, though? He was like in his 20s. He was he was 22. Oof. And, uh, you know he struggled with it for about a week. It was up and down and then Ugh. he got admitted. And then uh, just after he was admitted, his dad got admitted and he, so they're from a farming community just uh, West of uh, Boise and his, mm-hmm. there was no r- more room at the, the, the hospital he was at. So his dad got taken over to Boise, which is about 35 miles away. Oh wow. And uh, then they found out it was just like, he, he was, you know, it was just, comfort care at that point and so his mm. dad never never got to be in the, didn't get to be in the room with him to say goodbye uh. and his mom was in there um and now his dad's not doing so great and it's just so that weighs on me and then uh, yeah sorry and then chelsea's yeah. like Chelsea's at the hospital and she's coming home and it's hard oh for sure a lot of weight there and then uh just stuff with school you guys have heard me talk about school and it's been tricky but i'm just like man you know, I just, it, it's, I feel burdened right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I often think of like, man, like let's just carry each other, bur- each other's burdens and, you know, yeah. wherever you sit at, wherever you're at, I just, uh, encourage you, man. Like there's, there's multiple ways whether you believe in it or not. There's multiple ways to help take care of each other during COVID. And yeah. I hope that, you know, you at least can do one thing or two things or three things. Just take care of each other. Like healthcare workers are stressed out right now, man. Teachers yeah. are stressed. We're all like, there's a shortage of workers right now. Everybody's stressed out and just feeling that burden today. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't imagine. I mean, Heather and myself, we, you know, we, we don't, we're not essential workers and we're not, uh, and we both work from home and we don't have that kind of burden of not only helping people, in the way that you are and you and you and Chelsea are. Uh, but I know it is uh, more than just, even more than just that you're exposed to people all the time, you know, and, uh, and you're exposed to people you, you, you love in a way, like I, I, I you know, you might not say you love your students in a, in a, I mean, you <laughs> might, but you might not I mean. like, yeah, you might not be like, I love you, man. Uh, that being said, you invest in a lot of people, you and your wife. Yeah. And uh, that can be, uh, I, I, you know, I, I work in, I work in risk uh, for what I do for a living. And there's a lot of risk for you guys uh, in terms of just heart capacity, as well as 
you know, being close to the virus and, and, you know, having that and having kids, you know, I have one kid, you have three kids. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and for a second, I was like, please tell me like, yeah, you got three. There's not four. There's, there's three kids. <laughs> we, we didn't lose one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't gain one. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was like some, there was like a moment of panic when I was like <laughs> having a deep <laughs> moment and then just being like, head. crap, I just, <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. you forget about everyone else's kids and you're like, uh-huh. oh, you know, yeah, you hit a good point, though, like, you know, heart capacity, like just care mm-hmm. for each other, man. Like people are struggling. People are struggling and just do what you can to help, you know? Yeah. If you do your best, then do your best. Like I, I remember my, yeah, my grandpa, right? He used to always say, uh, if you know better, do better. And I think wow. the way that we all know to do better is taking care of each other. And I think that's yeah. what drives for us to, you know, just take care of each other. So yeah. Heart capacity. Increase your heart capacity. Don't be a wrench. Don't let your heart shrink by two sizes too. Yeah. Small. Yeah, exactly. No, that's and that's the thing is like you know, sometimes people people just think, you know, I'm just gonna take care of me. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the most selfish things you could ever do. I mean, in a way, it is the definition of selfishness. Yeah. Um, yeah. to just think I'm going to take care of me and, um, just be a part of this world. You know, no man is an Island, uh, exactly. the bell tolls for the, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that's one thing that like we look, that's, and we've said it time again, like the community that we have here on chill filtered is, is the most, yeah. it, like this is the, that's the most important thing about doing the podcast. I agree. You know? Yeah. You know, Cole and I would continue recording and doing this. I think if, if podcasts were no longer a thing i think cool mm-hmm. i would definitely zoom or call and just once a week do this because it's yeah. important to each other and you know yeah it would have less substance to it because you know we would probably connect with you listening but you know mm-hmm. just take care of your community man yeah yeah no i appreciate that robbie you know i appreciate oh, uh-huh you- no i just uh, i was thinking like i'm glad we could be real and and like i said we don't ever want to be fake on this podcast and i think that's what people really appreciate i think the one of the biggest uh not critiques uh praises of our podcast is that people think they're in the room with us even though we're not in the same room <laughs> um but people uh check your people, blind yeah exactly <laughs> um but you know we're never going to be fake with you guys and if we're going through a rough week we're probably going to talk about that rough week and uh and this is our therapy so join us <laughs> yeah. but you were saying i forgot what i was going to say but that being said oh <sighs> I got it off my heart, got off my chest. I feel like mm-hmm. I can be honest and real now. I feel like let's have a good time. I'm excited, man. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to, well, I know we were talking earlier, like maybe the history is not going to be so. Fun. It's not going to be terrible, but yeah, mm-hmm. okay. it's a savory episode instead of a sweet episode. See, you said savory. I thought I said, but you said sweet and savory and sometimes they're savory. Yeah. I said bittersweet and sometimes they're bitter. Yeah. So you are by far, Cole, you are the optimist of this group. And I appreciate nah. that. <laughs> For today, maybe. Today. Otherwise, I'll beat someone with a bottle of Glen Morangi Signet. Or should I say Glen Morangi Signet? But anyway. Morangi. Yeah. Right, we- Moron. <laughs> you got anything else? Are we ready to take a break? Now, nah, let's go for a walk. We'll be right back after this break. All right, we're back yeah, we are. with Chill Filtered. Awesome. Uh, 
This, uh, I wanted to give a quick note for before I get into the history. And this bottle that we are drinking today uh, was a Patreon funded bottle. At least most of it was. Uh, and uh, we are so mm-hmm. grateful for our Patreon supporters. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, there's a lot in it for you, including access to samples for drink alongs, swag, and so much more. Uh, just being a part of the community is pretty awesome in itself. So um, check out us on patreon.com slash chill filter. It's a great way to support us. We're not at a point where we're like, you know, 100% taking care of for everything. And we would still love your guys' support. If you've been a listener for a long time, I definitely encourage you to check out uh, patreon.com. So um, yeah, we are drinking. I don't think we mentioned it yet. But we are drinking Elijah Craig 18 year single mm-hmm. barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty legit. So uh, this is not our first Elijah Craig bottle on the podcast. We've actually done a few episodes so far. And we've only done two, though. Uh, I thought we did more, but only two so far. So episode wow, 66. Two. Yeah, I thought there was more. Yeah, episode 66, yeah. we drank uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, specifically their C918 batch. And episode 155, not too long ago, we drank Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Uh, and we talked a lot about uh, who Elijah Craig was and how he was potentially, but unlikely, the father of bourbon uh, because he could have been the first person to age corn whiskey in a you or I mean, sorry, in a non used charred cask, charred mm-hmm. wood cask. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's unlikely, but we're gonna, we're not gonna talk too much about Elijah Craig today. In fact, we're not gonna talk about the man at all. Uh, we are actually going to talk about Heaven Hill, the distillery that makes Elijah Craig. And we're going to talk about the worker strike going on at this very moment. Uh, so let's talk about that. Um, so Heaven Hill uh, has been around quite a while uh, in Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, since 1935, actually. Just a little bit after Prohibition ended, they started up. And, uh, and since then, it's grown a ton. In fact, it's... Uh, even somewhat recently in 2018, they filled their eighth, eight millionth barrel uh, of whiskey. And that's a yeah. lot of whiskey over that's the a years. a lot of barrels. Yeah. And, uh, and since its start, it's been a family company or a family owned business. And as they, uh, they say, uh, they take a lot of pride in that as a company. Uh, they believe that everyone on the team is family. But recently there's been a few proposed changes that make the new employees or make the employees feel like it's not so family-like. Recently, Heaven Hill has rewritten a new contract for its employees. And it's definitely not an improvement based on what I saw and what I kind of researched. There was nothing that was like, Hey, we're going to take care of you guys even more. It was kind of the opposite. We're going to kind of, uh, lean away what was the word we used last time that was like um like uh decommissioned or something like that i forget oh but anyway they didn't decommission i, I know what you're talking about but yeah. I mm-hmm. yeah you're good Bo. um so yeah it seemed bad first of all it looks like they're expanding more to more weekend work for most of its employees uh and without extra weekend pay and being a family-focused company that kind of bothers a lot of employees that uh, wouldn't really have time for their families if they were working weekends so much and especially not getting paid extra. Uh, it seems there's a disagreement um, with competitive pay 
with removing caps on health insurance premiums, cutting overtime, and reducing take-home pay in the end. Uh, I've worked for at least one company, personally, like this is Cole speaking here. I've worked for at least one company where I felt so inhuman to the people in charge. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it seems like here. Uh, people are devalued and uh, and their Heaven Hill needs their company to run. And when people go on strike, they're not getting run. Um, and, and Robbie, have you ever worked for a company you just felt like no one cared about you? You know, I had one principle in my career where I was just like, oh, do not, I will, I will not work for this person again. Yeah. And that was like my second year of teaching. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And, he, and, and he got removed halfway through the year. So it was pretty obvious. Don't you love when that <laughs> happens, though, where you're like, yeah. no one here likes you. And you're making things worse. (laughs) Yep. It's just, it's just justice and it's karma, you know? Uh, But I, I worked for a company and I'm not going to mention the name of it, but I worked for a company where I just felt like, don't tell me it was Bush's baked beans. No, no. They treated me like a king there. They treated me like, like Duke himself. (laughs) Um, And uh, I, uh, yeah, I just beautiful bean footage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We really need to reach out to them. Uh, they this company just just i just i i heard of so many things where they were getting more money like the the owners of the company and kind of the the people in charge were making so much more money and uh and we were just taking away not even just privileges for the employees we we're taking away like rights for the mm. employees where you're like Is you, you just wonder you know um and i think there's a point in you know, they say a lot of CEOs uh, and upper management people. Actually, there's a good amount of CEOs that are psychopaths. Uh, mm-hmm. And I say that not as a way of like every CEO is a psychopath, but there are a lot of CEOs that also deal with pretty strong narcissistic personality disorders. And uh, with these kind of things, and I'm not saying all of them, but it can be the I case will. where every yeah. CEO. Yeah, every don't, single don't, CEO don't, in the whole world, especially Bush's right. baked beans. No, okay. No, Bush's baked right. beans is awesome. Go to the other room. No, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think there's a point where you're you're you call the shots and you forget people. You forget yeah. the people on the lower tiers of the business and you don't really care easy. about them. I think that's easy not, not to not care about them, but it's easy like even as a parent where you're just like well, you I forget about your youngest. <laughs> yeah no, okay. i don't know where finley is yeah <laughs> no it's just it's easy to be like you know i think even as a teacher too when you have you're put in a place of authority it's like easy to forget yeah you know, like hey this is our mission and yeah you and you kind of lose sight of like the little things I think that's easy especially as a parent too or it's like well why daddy because i yeah. said so i think uh actually I, there's a really good parenting book oh gosh i can't remember who it's by it's by some navy seal but it just talks about like, I start with the answer. Yes. So like when, kids, mm-hmm. when people say to me, yeah, can I do this? The answer in your head should be yes. And then you work backwards. Okay. So if we do this, what's good, like, can we actually, you know, and I think that kind of fits into what you're saying too, where it's like, it's easy to be like in a power position of power and just be like, no, like, well, this is how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of being like, okay, well, let's actually look at it. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. I've also... Yeah, but I've also worked for companies where I feel very valued, where I almost feel like I shouldn't be so valued by the contributions I'm giving to the company. Uh, but I feel like 
why would I ever leave or why would I ever, you know, um, consider other jobs when I'm being so taken care of here and, yeah. and appreciated. <laughs> and I know that's not what, uh, heaven Hill employees are feeling right now. Uh, so yeah, what do you do? You know, uh, you know, I respect the, the workers for standing up against this. Obviously, uh, these are growing pains of the, uh, bourbon industry, Bourbon is in such high demand that uh, truly they, they truly would benefit from more weekend work. There would be more bourbon made if there was more weekend work. But does that mean you force your current employees to work weekends without overtime? I think, you know, Heaven Hill is probably doing very well in the in the bourbon boom. Uh, and I'd be willing to, you know, even pay higher prices if it's truly an issue of money. I'd be willing to pay more more on mm -hmm. uh, Heaven Hill products. There's something telling me that it isn't that, um, but I don't know. Maybe the big boys of the family business are keeping the bourbon boom income themselves instead of sharing the wealth. Um, but in my opinion, here's what I'm going to end it on with with okay. the history, as you know, air quotes basically. Uh, my in my opinion, you can do whatever you want as a uh, run runner of a business. Uh, but you have to treat your workers with respect and dignity uh, because, and, and it seems they're, they're at a standstill, basically, with the Heaven Hill employees here, which is good. Put pressure on it. And apparently Heaven Hill is basically out of service uh, when it comes especially oh. to the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival, which is literally starting today. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and get, get, you know, it's, it's in Bardstown. So like all these people who are flocking to Bardstown for the Kentucky bourbon festival, I, I would imagine 50% at least were planning on touring heaven Hill, but they've shut down tours because everyone's on strike. And, and when people go tours, they buy, you know, from the gift shop and they, you know, they support the brand, uh, and they're losing a lot of that right now. Uh, which would have been a big moneymaker. Uh, but maybe if they treat their employees a little better. Anyway, <laughs> today we're drinking Elijah Craig 18 single barrel. Uh, a single barrel product at 18 years. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, that means there is usually more variance barrel to barrel. Uh, and that can happen, you know, a lot, a lot can change in 18 years and one barrel might just deal like, like small variations can make a big difference barrel to barrel. Uh, in fact, this is one of the oldest single barrels you can get on the market. And I can't think of any that are older, but I did do a Google search, uh, literally in quotes, not in quotes, but like <laughs> quote oldest single barrel bourbon. And the mm -hmm. first thing that showed up was Elijah Craig 18. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, 90 proof. Mashville is kind of a standard Elijah Craig. It's 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. Uh, so kind of a low rye bourbon recipe. Uh, this was the 2021 release. Uh, it was barreled, I mean bottled rather, on um, January 21st of 2021. Uh, the specific barrel that we're looking at here is barrel 5296. Uh, I don't know what you got it for, Robbie, but uh, total wine price is about 160. Do you remember what you got it for? Oh, much cheaper than that. Really? Nice. Uh, 120. Nice. Yeah, That's a snag, cheaper. man. Yeah. Yeah. That's one nice thing about estate controlled liquor. Mm -hmm. They don't really upcharge you. Can, you. Yeah. If you can find it, it's going to be at a good price. Yeah. If so, you find it. 
So let's crack this. I want to hear that cork pop. Roll that beautiful it's been cork a pop. While. Yeah. Ooh, roll that beautiful, beautiful cork pop. It's been you a know. while, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, squeaky, squeaky clean. <laughs> so there, there is a lot of um, thoughts on EC18. I've had it before, uh, and. I'll give my opinion of it the first time later, but I really do think with an 18 year single barrel, uh, th things can, things can really be different in a lot of different things. Have you sipped it yet, Robbie? Or did, no, were you waiting for this? Good, I've been a good friend. Nice. I did, when I poured you the sample, I did, I sniffed it. I have yet to sample it. I, this is my first. So it's been a while since we had a Robbie joint. Nice. Uh, it's been for never since Robbie, we've had a Robbie joint where Robbie hasn't been able to hold himself back. So I get on this. <laughs> this is the first. Ooh, I'm getting a little soapiness, and like I know you get that from small barrels, and I can guarantee Ooh. this didn't come from a small barrel. But I'm getting like this is the first time I've ever gotten soapiness. I'm getting like a really nice fruitiness, like a like a candy fruitiness. I can't put my finger on what fruit though. So okay, so the more I'm sniffing, a little less soapy. Okay, it is like it's like a tart fruitiness that's there. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not, but it's not like when I think tart fruit, I think like cranberry or cherry. But it's mm -hmm. neither of those for me. Gosh, ah, a little bit of grapes, maybe, okay. but like grape juice as opposed to like like grapes, grape ape, grape ape. Yeah, man, there's a lot. There's a good amount of vapor on this too. Yeah, good oak, like well balanced on the nose, in my opinion, of the oak because it's got nice fruitiness, but it's also got some oakiness, which you would expect out of an 18 year burn. Yeah. Um, it's not super oaky though, like from what you would. You, yeah, you we'll see how the palate goes, but yeah. um, so far, man, I'm getting a lot of vapor off of it. Ah, uh, what is that? It fruit? smells hot. What is that fruit, man? I don't know, man. It's not apples. Man. It's not cherries. It's a little, well, like, man. Okay, I'm just going to go for a drink because yeah, the, more you go I do, for it. the more I spin on it, the more it's changing on me and I can't quite pin down what's there. Man. Um, and, I mean, I hate to bring it out, but mm. the color is darker than your average 90 proofer. Makes sense when you're 18 years what huh. you thinking? Uh, first impression, mouthfeel, it's like low viscosity. It feels almost watery. Mm -hmm. um, huh. Not. Oh, I, I got to go for another sip. There's like nothing that's really standing out on my first, first sip on it. Uh, the first note I get is oak, sadly. Um which isn't a bad thing. Some people really dig that, uh, but it's hard to get around. You are right. It's a. It tastes a little bit watered down. Uh, it's not. It's not like. Um, it's not super bold here. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, not super rich, and the viscosity point is kind of right on there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for another sip. You know, it's vapory for sure. Like mm -hmm. I can just feel on my like when i breathe out i can just feel the vapor coming out mm -hmm. um definitely oaky 
not getting a lot more out of it. I mean, there's oak and there's some sweetness there. Not unpleasant. I don't mind oak. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really not overwhelming. No, but it's it's not, you know, I think compared to the last couple of episodes, we had, you know, this Glen Morange. Glen Morange. Morange. <laughs> and then uh, Signet, and then we had Lafroy Lore, you know, and then even drinking like the Stella Rye, like there was a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Not, not a flavor bomb. Yeah, right? that's for sure. Like, Especially for it's um, oaky, but yeah. it's not like overpowering oak, which is great. It's not overpowering, mm-hmm. but then there's not a lot going on there, neat wise. Otherwise, for me, yeah. What I what I typically think of when I think of uh, Elijah Craig eighteen, a ninety proof eighteen year bourbon. Mm-hmm. I I think of Eagle Rare 17 or even uh, IW mm-hmm. Harper 15. Some of these big age mm-hmm. 90 proofers. Uh, this is not holding up to those, in my opinion. I'd agree. Still good. It is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I would, I would trade five of these, maybe more. Yeah, probably more for a or Eagle Rare 17. But people know my opinion on Nashville number one. Um, this though, I do get a nice fruitiness with the, it's not like, like we've mentioned, it's not overwhelming oak, but that's the mm-hmm. first note I get. And it, it is followed and, and, uh, complemented by a nice fruity note. Uh, I wouldn't say maybe even, I, I might say apples on the palate, but let me, let me take another. So, you know, and then like maybe like a tart apple for me, like it's nothing mm. too, like really it's not, there's a sweetness. But it's yeah. not pronounced. Like that's the thing is like it's not a flavor bomb. There's no, it's not going too big in any direction. Which, yeah. you know, I think, I think, oak wise, the oak is probably perfect. It's just the oak stands out because there's not that other like boom. This is vanilla. This is caramel. Yeah. This is apple. This is whatever. You know, it's not that's not there. So I think it stands. The oak stands out more because of that. Yeah. So, all right, I dropped some water. I'm gonna go for a little sniffy sniff. Yeah, I think you're right. The the tart apple is is kind of what's what's standing there, and it's good and it's sweet, but it's not like super rich sweet. It's like no, there's sweetness there, but it's like this this bright and almost like we said, almost a little bit viscous and potentially even watered down sweetness. You know, this is like fancy date night, right? Mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. lot you say hey honey i'm taking you out on elijah craig 18 night yep that's like oh it's a fancy restaurant we're going out for a fancy night yeah and you know your wife's waiting for you because you take a while to get ready because that's how those guys are and she's waiting at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs and you come to the top of the stairs ready for your fancy date night and you've got the, this nice shirt and tie on with a pair of gym shorts. That's what this is. <laughs> this is the gym shorts with the shirt and tie. I thought you were going to say, like, I'm going to take you out, treat you right, take you to, like, a steakhouse, and then you're going to order a chicken. You know, you're going to order no, something no, this chicken. Is, yeah. this is, because I, I see that fitting, too. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I, I like to think of my wife waiting at the bottom of the stairs for me when I show up in a shirt and tie and gym shorts and Crocs, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I expect more from this, to be honest. Yeah, like, you know, I'm for not, sure. And I feel like they could nail it if they did over 90 proof. I really do think they would do a better job at like at least 100 proof. So water wise, I'm already getting a little more sweetness, which is nice. Maybe Mm. or maybe the nose is good. So that's that's it's nice. It's a little sweeter on the nose. Definitely the oak there, but it is Mm -hmm. sweeter than when it was neat. So. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
Not bad. Actually, I might prefer this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Viscosity, like mouthfeel wise, it's a little more viscous, which I like. Um, It doesn't feel watered down as it it did before. It's it's much like the viscosity is more. The flavor is a little more. The oak is actually a little less, in my opinion. I'm getting like maybe like a cherry note. Let me smell. The, Let me the taste. fruitiness is is there is a little more prominent. The sweetness is a little more prominent, for sure. So water wise, it's definitely a little bit better with a little bit of water. I'm with you. But, yeah. Surprisingly, for a ninety prover. Yeah, so, yeah, and especially because we were saying it tasted watered down, but now with a little more watered down, it's not that bad. It got thicker with the water. When you put it in your mouth, <laughs> it gets thicker. Um. All right. Yeah, better. Surprisingly. Yeah, better. All right. Is it time to uh, have our Matt bus driver Porter, drop that cube? Drop that cube. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for mine. Man, I almost didn't have ice tonight. Like our all my ice is like some... stuck together. Yeah. Unstick, <laughs> you fool! There we go. Run, you fools! Ooh, nice. <laughs> Just a little plink there. Plink. No, our ice maker like is not doing well. Oh really? So we gotta like defrost it once a week to get ice. E. Like, yeah, I don't know. I some people buy those like nugget ice machines, and I'm jealous. So uh my mother in law has one of those. Oh nice. And it's nice. Yes. But apparently it's like a little bit of work. Oh really? It's, it's not yeah, as simple like, as keeping, it seems. Keeping it clean and oh really. Like between ices and stuff like that. But do you know that you can buy ice from Sonic in bags? By the bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for I don't know, like so. I know I don't know about anywhere else, but in Boise we had an ice shortage this summer. Oh really? So like right around the Fourth of July, we got a like we got a really bad heat wave like the first whole yeah, that's of right. July. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of coincided with like the Fourth of July, and like you know in Idaho we camp a lot, so there's a lot of people mm-hmm. putting ice in the cooler and stuff. So like we ran out of ice. Like you would go to snow cone shacks and they'd be like. We're sorry, we're closed for the day. Just cleaning that's the machine sad. because they couldn't get any ice. So can't even freeze things. That's my thing. I was like, yeah, I was like, I assume by the end of the summer it wasn't there. You go to the snow coach because I assume they were just like, well, we'll just freeze our own. But yeah, with ice shortage, which is crazy to me. That's like, yeah, it's like a water shortage. How do you not have water? Um, thought. <laughs> I don't know, Max. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mad. Um, ooh. I, what was my thought? It was a good thought. Um, I appreciate it. Oh, ice. 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 Sonic ice? Yeah, but I still don't remember. But it doesn't matter. Um, a Really well, good I, nose on the yeah. ice pour. Yeah, I think I it's it's uh, a little more muted than the water was. What but it's, fruit is that? I don't what know, What the man. fruit it's, is that? <laughs> what the fruit? It's a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's apple and I don't know. I, maybe I just go to apple because it's a bourbon, right? But it's not like this is sweeter for sure than I'm like going through the all name. the fruits in my mind. <laughs> that sounds like an album title by Beck. <laughs> yeah. All the fruits in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> or a cake. Well, no, no, cake. I found, I was thinking about it recently. There was someone who had an album and I was like, that sounds like Comfort Eagle or fashion nugget which are both uh <laughs> cake album titles huh 
I think I like iced the best. Hmm. It kind of. I too think I like ice the best. This is really good at, at the ice pour. Yeah. This changes everything. It did. Yeah. Oh, good man. on you, Robbie. You got a good ice pourer. Well, I guess that makes it last a little bit longer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Spread out. Spread out that wealth. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean. Everything that I didn't like about the neat pour is somehow away or gone away. And this is a good bourbon with ice <laughs> and with 90 ice. proof. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. But at the same point, it still has the same problem of it's not flavorful in any distinct way. Right? I'm like getting the oakiness is there, the fruitiness is there. Slight bananas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting okay. I'm gonna go for another one, another sip here. Yeah. I am nowhere yeah, near bananas, it. but let's see if the power of suggestion. Yeah, the old suggestion bias. I don't know. There's probably a word for that scientifically. Suggestion yeah. job. The old, the old suggestion job. The old S job. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I no, dig this. This bananas. this completely raised my rating in my mind. Um just because yeah. of the ice pour. Um Yeah. 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 Um not getting bananas at all. I think it, nothing's too distinct. The oak is still there, but not over oaked. Uh-huh. Um there's that sweetness there, which is like tart sweetness almost, yeah. but not sour or bitter. Yeah. It's a I will give it this. It has some intrigue to it for sure. Yeah. Right. Like just trying to figure out what exactly is going on there. What the flavor is. What the fruit. What the fruit um, is. <laughs> what the fruit is that. It's got that for it, which is, it's okay. But I'm like, I don't know. At this point, at this price point, I don't know if that's, that, that's definitely not a hub of what. That's, right? you know that's hard it's because not. one it's a it's a rare bottle two mm-hmm. it's 18 years single barrel three mm-hmm. it's 120 bucks minimum mm-hmm. and then yeah with that it's like is it still worth 120 bucks yeah i'd be i'd be intrigued so electric Creek also puts out a, a 21 year sometimes a 22 year and up to a yeah. 23 year um and uh and i've had them and from my experience, they've been over-oaked and some people dig them, you know? And that's one of those times where, you know, if I have a bottle of Elijah Craig 18 and uh, someone else has something I want, I'd totally trade for that. I'm not really about selling, mm-hmm. uh, but some people really dig Elijah Craig 18 and the and the oak that comes with it, or even like Elijah Craig 21 uh, or, tw- or 23. Um but it's a crapshoot. And the 21 and 23 and the 22 are not single barrels, for the record. Uh, the 18 is their highest So, I mean, there's offering. something to be said there, too. Like, coming back to single barrel, mm-hmm. maybe we just got a weird barrel. Yeah, very, very much could know. be the case. Uh, but I'm impressed with the ice pour. You know, like, yeah. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't try it here right now. Yeah, like, if we didn't go through the three... Three mm-hmm. pours, you probably yeah. never done that and been like eh, written it off. But with ice, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, for it's sure. Think to it. You got a rating so, in mind? I do. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight point two. Good. Oh man. Good. Um, 
not even close to Hubba to what, but still like worth worth uh, drinking, especially with ice. This is one of the best neat to ice ratios or the other way around uh, ice to neat ratio of scores that I've ever seen. Um, I've never had a, I, I can't remember many bourbons where I didn't really enjoy it that much with uh water or with a neat pour. And then I really enjoyed it with the ice pour. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go 8.2 here. Um, okay. Is, is it worth 120? Ah, maybe in value, but not like maybe in trade value. Trade value. There you go. Hate to say that, but yeah. All right, dude. This is this is a big split for us. Oh, really? You're like it two. Is. No, I'm six point five. Okay. Okay. I'm like you know, there are so many cheaper bottles. Yeah. That I would rather drink than this. That's a good point. If I took away, like, if you just blind poured me this, mm-hmm. so many cheaper bottles, I would rather have. That's that's actually a great point. If you like blind right. poured it for me, and I didn't know it was an 18 year single barrel. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you factor in like single barrel, eighteen year, like, and I love Elijah Craig in general. Yeah. I think they have a lot of gr- like, I'm like, really, can you be disappointed in Elijah Craig pour? Nah, just this it's always, one. It's always decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's always good. It's always decent, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going six point four. Like, it's I'm I'm happy to have it on the shelf. Yeah. And if I have someone who appreciates whiskey or even someone who doesn't appreciate whiskey, but mm. kind of knows whiskey, I'll pull it off and they make it make them feel special. But I'm not dipping into this one like this one's yeah. going to be on the shelf for a while because. And it's, it's shelf it's candy, a- though. It looks it looks nice to the to the collector oh, that might yeah. walk into your house. But absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I'm going six point five. That's cool. Yeah. Big split. But uh, yeah. You know, you know what that means, Robbie. When we have a big what split, mean? it means it it's mean? time for whiskey world news. All right, folks, it's time for whiskey world news, a part of the show where I try to read an article and then we we do talk about it. We're good about talking about it. Reading is hard part. Uh, we didn't write reading it. is just reading. tough. <laughs> <T-t-t-he>? <laughs> That's the Robbie. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> All right. So this one comes from The Thrillist. And this is this is a fun article. I'll tell you that much. Nice. So it comes from The Thrillist. And it's written by Ophelia Garcia Lawler. <laughs> and there's a lot of things that I was reading through. And I'm like, ah, I'm having, I am having trouble reading names and stuff. But here we go. Nice. Uh, it's titled, Behold, the World's Largest Bottle of Scotch. Nice. If you've ever been to a college party or particularly a rowdy family reunion, it's highly likely that you've seen a disturbingly large bottle of liquor, something so oversized you might wonder if it's unreasonable. Well, however big that bottle was, it has absolutely nothing on the biggest bottle of scotch in the world, which was unveiled on September 8th. Your family parties suck (laughs) compared to this bottle. Uh, Two whiskey companies... Fa May Holdings Group and Rosewind Holdings Group partnered with independent bottler Duncan Taylor Scotch Whiskey to break the Guinness World Record for the largest bottle of scotch. And they succeeded by creating a 311 liter bottle that stands 5 feet and 11 inches tall. Wow. And <laughs> this is what I like. Just like George Clooney, who's 5 foot 11, which I guess. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, as I was perusing the article, I was like, huh. Have you ever seen that meme where it's like, Americans will measure anything by. 
anything else other than actual measurements. Yeah, yeah. Like, Besides <laughs> the actual feet. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, the bottle is 83 liters bigger than the previous record selling bottle, which was set in 2012. The massive container took more than an hour to fill using two casks of whiskey. And while it was probably tempting to use a lower quality liquor, this is the impressive part. Yeah. Considering how big the bottle is, the two casks contained 32 year old scotch from the McAllen Distillery. Dang. McAllen holds the record for the most expensive bottle of whiskey ever sold, filling 311 liters of 32 year old McAllen whiskey, reportedly, makes the bottle worth. 1.84 million. Not surprised. And that's like retail. Yeah. That's not even secondary market. So there you have it. The world's largest bottle of whiskey containing some of the most expensive single malt available and bottled by the best independent scotch bottling companies, said Fahmai, holding companies and Roseman, Hazeman, and Daniel Monk in the press release. Um, it's just for show, though. Later in the year, it's planned to be auctioned, and the sellers hope that it will break the world record for the most expensive bottle of scotch ever sold, which that's is funny. Cheating, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the bottle earns more than 1.8 million at the auction, 25% of the proceeds will go to a British charity offering care and support for the people facing terminal illness called Marie. Wait a minute. People facing terminal illness called Marie Curie. Maybe there's that a. Made me sad. There's a terminal illness called Marie Curie? Maybe. Wasn't she like the chemist or whatever? She was, and she died of radiation poisoning. Oh, rough. Maybe it's another but- Marie. I don't know. I gotta look into this now. Yeah, I'm gonna link on it. I'm gonna on it after the show. Click on it. Well, I'll talk about it. Um, All right. Anyway, cool. Any thoughts? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can get behind it. Especially, like, you know, the funny thing was, I read the beginning of the article, sent it to you. I don't typically read the whole article if I'm like, this will be really good whiskey world news based on like the first paragraph, mm-hmm. uh, and. The funny thing was, I didn't know there was 32-year-old McAllen in there, which is pretty incredible. And the Dude. fact that it very well could be worth up to, you know, one point. Wait, so if they don't make it to 1.8 million, they they won't do 25%? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like jerks. They'll just make money off of it. Well, no, if it no, it's, it, that sounds like if it goes above oh, like the actual retail price. Mhm. So it's kind of so, like Will twenty five percent of the it. revenue or twenty five percent of the profit go to a ah, nonprofit? Geez. Well, now I got to open it back up again. Back <laughs> um, They're the like, we're going to make money off this. One point eight million auction. Twenty five percent of the proceeds will go to British charity. Proceeds. We'll see. So the bottle costs one point eight four million. Um, if it goes above one point, I guess yeah, that's like profit in a way. Proceeds. You ever you ever you ever listen to um, so Dimitri Martin? I don't know. Who's he's he's a comedian, and uh, he's kind of like a savant kind of comedian. He's uh, very uh, he's got like OCD and um, is is also like extremely smart. Mm-hmm. And um, he he does this one bit where he's like, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. It barely relates to anything, but he's like, you know, sometimes I, you, if you're in water and you're swimming, it could be a good thing. You could be hanging out with people or it could be a bad thing. You could be, you know, swimming for your life. So I like to determine the uh, fun level of um, swimming to what I'm wearing. If it's like full clothes, probably danger. Uh, (laughs) Bathing suit, fun. He's like, no clothes. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, man, dead low downer time again, man. Mm -hmm. 
Norm McDonald passed away this week, which dude, I've been watching so favorites. many Norm clips and he is he was so funny. I always love Norm. So it's funny. Do you, ever, him... um, oh, do you ever see the the Conan O'Brien moth joke that he did? Oh he's like a moth goes to a podiatrist or not a podiatrist, uh I think it was a podiatrist, not a proctologist, yeah. No, um, I don't remember that. But yeah, a couple it's months, like a couple so months ago, I was watching uh, dirty, uh, dirty Work. Nice. And Chelsea came in from like working out, and she was just kind of sitting down eating her lunch. And she was like, what are you watching? And I was like, Dirty Work. And she's like, this is really good. Like, it <laughs> holds up, man. It's like, really. He was so out there. Like, it yeah. would be so easy for his comedy to not translate. It would just be like, piss everybody off. Yeah. Like in today's day and age. But dude had me laughing and i was like oh he gets it like such a genius yeah and he was like a master of timing oh my like, god he could hold off on showing we his a, cards completely very very much like uh our, one of our favorite ones we bring up all the time uh mitch hedberg no mitch hedberg yeah yeah, yeah. Mitch hedberg. no mm-hmm. it's just that cadence uh anyway yeah all right, so okay, my take on the whole thing, yeah, a huge bottle of whiskey. That's awesome. The fact that it's <laughs> awesome, cool. We're running long now. Are we? Yeah, we're well, actually. There, so. Oh yeah, we got. Let's, so let's let's switch it over to what whiskey we choose. We got last week's results at hand, or at least Robbie does. Oh, and I feel bad because so Cole texted me that, hey, can you post the you know what whiskey would you choose? And I was like, yeah. In my mind, I was like, yeah, of course I can. Like I always he do. Posted it when it would benefit him most on the on the <laughs> results. Well, here's the thing. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, why is Cole texting me this? I you do that. And then I realized, oh no, it's not Wednesday. It's <laughs> Thursday. And I was behind and I feel it's bad. All good. But uh anyway, so no, Cole, result wise, you're killing it right oh, now. Oh, did I? You are With so the orange last juice. Week's whiskey we choose was like, hey, what what's your go-to whiskey breakfast drink? Which mm-hmm. sounds like an awful thing, but sounds like a great thing if we're like being a great honest. thing. Good um, brunch. And I went with uh, just going throwing an apple cider. Cole went with o- OJ. OJ Cole right now is winning, and we're not completely done here. But Cole went with OJ, and he's winning fifty six percent to forty four percent. So, oh, there you go. Uh, lots of votes too, which is kind of nice. Uh, the other thing, so then we had some write-ins, and Marco and Casey went and just said pineapple juice, which hey, great idea, pineapple juice. Yeah. yeah. What what whiskey would you put with pineapple juice? Uh, I mean, honestly, it would be a dark rum. So, so whiskey is kind of out of the question, but if I were to go, maybe I would do Basil Hayden's, uh, rum mixed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Caribbean (laughs) where it was like basically half rum. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would actually make a great one. I think Eagle rare. Eagle rare. I can see that working. Rum spiciness to it, which I think would go up. Yeah. Uh, embellished potter, good friend, John Hughes, Hughes. a blackberry bourbon smash. Nice. Which sounds very similar to what was your whiskey? Your, uh, uh, cool. uh the uh raspberry sunshine oh <laughs> and then this Mine is my favorite writing bryce marina uh-huh. said milk just <laughs> kidding probably oj but the cider is intriguing so like thanks for not really contributing to the conversation but, but also but making us laugh. For make it better yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite things is like uh like we'll go out to brunch and i'll be like who wants milk and so that fits right in like nice. a little bit of alcohol with the milk. All right, cool. So this week's what whiskey would you choose? Did you have one or do I have one? You got one, but I think it's relevant. Is it real? I, I struggled with this. Okay, this is going to be a cruddy one. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a really big bottle, what would That's you fill it, it with? 
let's say, let's let's put a limit on this bottle. Maybe it's not a uh, 311 liters or whatever they said it was. Okay, so it's not George Clooney height. Yeah, if exactly. Could, if you could drink whiskey out of George Clooney, yeah, what whiskey would you drink out of George Clooney? <laughs> uh, what is he is he's got a uh, tequila brand. Um, nope. What is it called? Um, you know what? Cole? Casamigos, Casamigos. Okay, I'm gonna throw a punt on this one. Punt. We're just gonna we're just gonna throw a punt. I'm gonna punt it on this one, and I'm just gonna go with a standard. We haven't gone to for a while. It's been a few months. What whiskey are you drinking lately? Yeah. Um, if it's yeah, a world we gotta record whiskey, yeah. if it's a world west world record whiskey, what whiskey are you drinking? That's a world record size, um, or it's a three-parter. Or what whiskey would you like to drink out of George Clooney? Or what whiskey are you drinking lately? Let's go with what yeah. whiskey are you drinking lately. So anyway, what whiskey is like your kind of go-to? What whiskey are you drinking lately? What's got your interest? Um, I have an answer for this. Oh, and yeah, Miles Ferguson. Yeah, Miles Ferguson is literally coming into town tomorrow, and we're hanging out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I am looking forward to sharing a peated whiskey with him. Ooh. But does that mean from the Isle of Isla? No. Uh, I look forward to sharing a few Isla scotches with him, but I'm really <laughs> looking forward to sharing uh, Paul John, uh, the oh, Indian man. whiskey with him. And oh, then, so you're, uh, you're going to drink that before we drink that. Oh, man. So I saved this bottle of 18-year-old single-barrel bourbon. But it's it's Miles freaking Ferguson, yeah, man. No, I, yeah, if Miles showed up at my house, I'd open every single bottle. Yeah. Say, Miles, let's do it. Yeah. So, all so, right. So you're drinking Paul you? John. Yep, Paul John, uh, peated specifically. So they have a few varieties of single malt uh, whiskey, but this one is the 55% uh, alcohol by volume peated variety. Sounds good. Now, standard answer for you, standard answer for me. If I was to be completely honest, um, I am trying to cut back on my alcohol consumption minus Nebraska games and And, podcast. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so y'all know it's Platte Valley corn whiskey for me. Bring it on. But I did get a couple bottles of Eagle Rare last week. So if I go for a quick nip... It's Eagle Rare. So like, just because I have a couple bottles on the shelf right now, and in my mind, it's easy to get still. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... One I of like, love Eagle Rare. Oh, I love it. I, and, and, you know, we're right at, right now where it's like that change of weather. Like, we're starting to get a little bit of fall. It's getting mm-hmm. cooler. And I think in my mind, Eagle Rare, like, it's just got a nice spiciness to it. It can't go But wrong. it's still that, like, bourbony sweetness for summer. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where I'm at. It's diverse. It's uh, <laughs> what's the word? Um, it's uh, diverse. No, what's the like? It, it works in every situation. You know, it's a. Uh, it's it's uh, multi faceted. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. totally. <laughs> I'm, it's gonna kill me. This word. Uh, but let's talk about what we're going to drink next episode. Oh, man. We uh, so we're between, we're between two Northwest E Northwest uh, is like air quotes up on Northwest. Yeah, because one, two bar is from Seattle. Yep. Seattle, And that's the bourbon, right? Yep. Yep. Bourbon. And then we have Pendleton, which you're like, oh, 
I don't know about you, Cole and Robbie. That's Canadian whiskey. Well, it also sources some of its water from Mount Hood in Oregon. So we're going to call it a Pacific Northwest face-off. And we're going to go between Pendleton, kind of their standard bottle. Um, it's Canadian whiskey. Uh, and then we're going to go with two-bar uh, bourbon from Seattle. Um, yes. And I think two-bar, please vote for two-bar because we've been trying to drink that forever. That's true. <laughs> it's been on so many uh what was or the the two pick tuesdays seriously and i'll tell you what pendleton sucks I'd like preview oh yeah pick it i hate pendleton <laughs> we haven't done a canadian in a while though we haven't but who knows so the listeners will probably choose pendleton you know but they'll be like you know, tuba we, what the crap if we were to spend the evening with a canadian it wouldn't be a pendleton whiskey it would be lot Jason 40 Preston. or something Preston, yeah. our favorite canadian that's true so who you which you know when covid's over he's planning on touring the country so maybe he'll, actually he is planning on stopping by and seeing me i don't know if if virginia is along his route now but um yeah we're gonna he's hang on the, he's man. on the east side of canadian he's in right montreal uh yeah which montreal east-ish yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. mid-east-ish mid it's mid- like mid- north of uh new york Montreal, like oh, okay. like so, yeah, what, Eastern New York, so it's like north of like Vermont, really. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put those up. I feel like cool. this wasn't that savory an episode. I feel like there was a lot of good here, a lot of sweet. You know, here. I think it was it was cathartic at least. I feel better. Yeah. Like it's just good hanging out. Like, you know, if you if it wasn't your favorite episode, I'm sorry, but you know what? It did my soul some good. Um, and and there sure. were some whiskey tears. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I got a little teary. Don't that'd don't... be a really good song, like a, a folksy, like Chris Stapleson song or something like that. Like, I got whiskey, some tears. whiskey tears for your boot in your ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's going on the cold open. <laughs> you know, I got some whiskey tears because you put a boot in my ass. There it is. <laughs> the song of non American. No, oh, Cole, what's it that? Was so organic. What, a Bush's Baked Bean moment? No, it could have been the song of your people. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you should have just said it. Oh, man. That's going to happen soon. Well, I really hope. I sincerely hope that that happens soon. The song of yeah. your, I hope the song of your people happens soon. Cool. And I hope that people can you know be there for each other. Cool. I hope that getting ready for the move and hanging out with miles goes great. But you know what? Cole, what do you hope? <laughs> Not <laughs> most of all, because we've said some really good hopes so far, but like somewhat in the middle of it all, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>